Good morning. Uh, I welcome you here today. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, I do appreciate the opportunity to share this morning, uh, but I'll just tell you up front, I'm okay with talking to anybody through 6th through 12th grade, but once you get out of 12th grade, you kind of freak me out a little bit, uh, so I'm not used to that. So uh, just bear with me a little bit, uh, but I'm not a preacher, so you'll get out early. I think the first service was very quick. Uh, we were out by like 9.15, uh, so it was great. Uh, but, but, but continue to pray for Heath and his family, and I'm going to even challenge you this morning uh, to continue to pray for church staff, period. Not just your church staff, but I would even say, um, man, all church staffs, as weird as that may sound. Uh, but man, they're in a difficult place, uh, to me, an awkward place of decision-making about what, what does the future look like? How do you plan anything? Uh, man, to reach out to people in your church, right? As a pastor, you don't see somebody here today, you want to check on them. Uh, but you got to juggle, are they not here because they, they don't feel safe, or are they not here because they were doing something and should have been here? Like, you know, there's a juggling act there. Uh, I think reaching out to people outside of your church is tough right now. Uh, and then most importantly, we can't lose sight of reaching lost folks. Like, that's why we're here, and so I think that even looks different. Like, so all of those things, I think the staff, um, and, and Greg and Heath do a great job, and Miss Terry and even Patrick, leading people, but I just think it's uh, tough. It's just tough. So just um, pray for them, because I think it would be very stressful. Uh, so let's pray right now. We'll just pray, and we'll get started. Pray. Uh, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much uh, for loving us. Uh, God, thank you for being here today. God, speak through us. Speak through your word, uh, and get me out of the way. Uh, in your name I pray, amen. <clears throat> so as I mentioned, I don't think it just applies to pastors. I think church staff uh, completely uh, deal with it. I deal with it. You deal with it. It is stress. That's what we're going to talk about today, stress. Uh, the many of you... Don't know, I will start with a story. I got hit in the eye with a racquetball one time uh, in the youth group and uh, hit me in the right eye. And they thought all the cords back there, they just thought it, ah, busted them all. And uh, I, they thought I was going to be blind, which that didn't happen. You can, uh, I can see a little bit. And with the help of contact lenses, I can see really good. Uh, and even when I take them out, I can see better now out of my right eye after I get hit with a racquetball. So deal with that. But um, what you don't know about that story is I got hit in the eye with a racquetball to lock-in. So that's why you'll never see this youth group go to a lock-in because I hate them. And, um, but we're just playing a friendly game. And if you know how a racquetball course is set up, the only time I've ever been in one, but it's kind of rectangular. And we were just playing, hit it as hard as you can and try to hit somebody. And um, the buddy that I brought come in behind me, I just moved up a little bit. Another guy just decided, hey, I think I can hit this one pretty hard. And he hits it. I turn around to see how things are going. And I lost that game. Um, I got hit, hit right in the right eye. Uh, and I just went, I couldn't see immediately. And that was not good. Uh, long story short, I'm not going to talk about that. That's not, not the story today. But uh, I had to sit in a chair. My family, first of all, I had to cancel vacation. We never went on vacation. We were always playing ball. And so we actually had one. And we had to cancel it. Because I had to sit in a recliner and watch TV, which sounds neat until you have to do it. For seven days in a row, don't move. Sleep there, sit there, sleep there, sit there. And let that blood settle out of my eye. Uh, and that stunk. And I'm fine now. Uh, but the only side effect I have is I can see a black dot right there. Right? I have an eye flutter. And so when I close my eyes and open them, it's right there. Right? So I can see a little black thing. Right? And at first, I would try to catch it and think something's in my view. Uh, but now I'm used to it. Now it is my life. That is where I'm at. Like, I don't even have to, I don't have to worry about it now. Uh, I just... I just have that. And why tell you that? Because unless you've been in a hole for the last six months, like we are living in a time that's very stressful. Like every single day seems to be different. Like we're on the verge of shutting everything down or opening everything up every day. 
Like some days everybody has corona, some days nobody has it. Like I don't know what's open. Like I've heard there's no fall, like no fall sports, and that makes yeah, that's right. That makes some of y'all nervous. Like that's stressful. Uh, and then on a much more serious note, like there's racial stuff all over TV. Like it's an election year. I hate politics. I'm already sick of that, and it even got started good. But but the point is, like man, people are losing their jobs. Like I go to restaurants. I don't know if they're open or closed. Like I don't know. And then, like, last week, we had, like, a sandstorm that changed the, for, like, sunsets. And then, like, there are m- murder hornets. Like, that's a thing. Like, it's just some crazy stuff going on, I feel like. And then you don't forget you have relationship problems and work problems and school problems and money problems and marriage problems. And those haven't went away either. So when you start piling all of that on, I think they, they don't go away. They even elevate. And I think if we're honest today, everybody in here, it weighs on us, right? So stress, I think, is a relevant uh, topic uh, for all of us. But here's the kicker. I think it's like my eye floater. Like, I think we've just gotten used to it. I don't even see it anymore. And I think that's our, like a lot of us, that's our world. Like, we see stress, and it's just there, and we expect it. Like, we're just going to live in a world with no peace because that's just normal. And I think that's what it, that's what, we're just accustomed to a life with no peace. That's what I'm saying. But I will tell you, it shouldn't be that way. And like my hope is, we're going to look at that a little this morning. So I don't know what kind of stress, there's a lot of people in here, I don't know what kind of stress you're under. Uh, Whether it's relationships or money or kids or, we can flip that, parents. Like your parents can be a stress too. Like y'all don't forget that. Uh, But whatever the case, right, stress affects us all. And what I would tell you today is Jesus cares about your stress. Like he don't, he's not just going to zap it away. Most of the time, that's not how it's going to go. But he does care enough to help you handle it, to thrive, and even to have peace through it. And that's what I want to look at today. If you opened your Bibles to Philippians 4, 6, and 7, you've probably all been there and know it. But speaking of Philippians, I will plug small groups once again. Uh, Patrick has a small group on Thursday nights at 6.30 on Zoom. If you'll sign up on our online, uh, on our website, you will get a Zoom invite. You'll be, with class in, uh, you'll be in class with Patrick this Thursday, and you're going to talk about Philippians. But as you turn to Philippians 4, 6, uh, the last thing I'll say about it before I read it is I would challenge you. I, I've tried to memorize it, which is not a big deal. Uh, but, but try to think about that verse every day and let it be your go-to because I think in these times, like just the way it is, I guess the difference in crazy day and settling day for me. And like I need to start there early, so there it is. Uh, Let's read it. Verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which that's what we're after this morning, the peace of God, right? If we was ordering that at a fast food place, let's supersize that. We need peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, right? I think that sounds great, so let's unpack it. Just start in verse 6. It says, Do not be anxious about anything. If we just cut the sentence off, like, what is that? Don't be anxious about anything. If you're a parent, you should know what that is. That's a command. That's not a question. Like, that's, that's a command from God to Paul to us. Paul did not say, I highly recommend and encourage you not to be anxious. He doesn't say that. That's a suggestion. That's not what's there. It says, do not be anxious about anything. That's a command. And so he tells us, don't be anxious about anything, about About what? About anything. So if you'll look in your Bible today, it says don't be anxious about anything. If you'll see the asterisk beside anything, go to the bottom and it'll tell you what it's talking about. 
the little asterisk where it gives you fine print, right? Just, just go to the bottom and it'll tell you, right? And a bunch of y'all are like, no, my Bible don't say it. It's not there. There's no asterisk beside anything. Why? Because there's no caveat to what that's talking about. There's no relief from that command. It just says it. It just says, do, do that. But I think we live in a world where we have some imaginary print in our life. When we start talking about that command, like just think about your life. Like what's the imaginary fine print in your life? When I say stress and anxiety, where does your verse 6 read? Don't be anxious about anything except in the middle of a pandemic. Or don't be anxious about anything except when the fighting at home is not going away. Or, or what, what's the asterisk there? Don't be anxious about anything except I have no idea how I'm going to pay my bills. Like what is it for you? Because according to Paul, there's no caveat there. And if that is true, then I can ask the question really quickly because I don't want to stay there. If we're not supposed to be anxious about anything, and you are, who's living out of the will of God today? Let's pray and close, right? That hurts, so let's move on. But it tells us not to do that. Don't be anxious about anything. But, and that's great here, because I know contrast is coming. He told us what not to do, and now he's telling us what to do. If we keep reading, it says, in, in what? In everything. In everything. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. If we want to play the asterisk thing again, Paul says bring everything that is stressing you out to God. You can check for an asterisk beside everything too. Uh, warning, spoiler alert, it's not there either. God hasn't given us fine print only express the stuff that he don't want to hear about. God doesn't give us fine print about the stuff he don't care about. I'm not a Greek scholar, didn't even look it up, but what I know is everything means everything, even in the Greek, right? Like, so whatever's stressing you out, God wants to hear about that. Nothing is too small for God's ears. That's the point. If it's stressing you out, God wants to know about it. So ask the question, what is stressing you out now? Because the odds are when you walk to that door, it didn't just fall away. And when you walk out on your way home, it's still, you're going to pick it up at the door and you're still going to go. Right, Whether you're fixing to break up with a girlfriend or boyfriend or a husband and a wife or money's always an issue, whatever the cause of stress is, like I know when, when I read, it's like my sweet little eye floater. It's probably not just going to go away. But the difference is my eye floater, I don't have an option. But the difference here is we do have an option on how we handle stress. We do have an option. Paul tells us the answer for that if we keep reading. It says, do not be anxious about anything but in everything. And here it is, by prayer and supplication. Prayer is what a fancy word for worshipful conversation. That's what prayer means. Supplication is just like a, a combination of that. It's just saying, hey, we're going to enter worshipful conversation about things we need. That's what supplication stands for. right? So you're just going to ask God about things we need. So what I'm telling you is if it's stressing you out, God wants to hear about it. If, 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 if it's in your heart, talk to him about it. Talk to him. Because if you need something, he happened to be the guy that can work that out. If it's weighing you down, the shoulders of Jesus are much stronger than yours. Talk to him about it. Right? In the, in the, I hate talking about stress and anxiety. Because, like, I, Heath asked me to preach Wednesday. By Wednesday at lunch, 
I had been hit with a huge situation, and so had my wife. Different situations, but humongous. I was just wanting to tell y'all about it. I didn't really want to have to stress for two days and learn from it. Right? That was not in the plan. But by Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, that's all I could think about. And Thursday morning, that's all I could think about. So then I get to talk about it. But the point is, I, I drive 30 minutes to work. At 5 o'clock in the morning, there's pretty much no traffic. So I get to talk to God for 30 minutes on the way in Thursday. And by the time I parked, I just realized I'm a control freak. He had told, he had, he let me know that pretty quick. And what I was assuming was my life is safer in my hands than his. What a lie. What a lie. Right? Because I've been down a road. I know the situation. I know what it should look like when the end, right? I know the future. Like, I know what the right thing is. I've decided all that. Did I talk to God about it? No. I just, just went with it, right? But, but what if I let Jesus in? What if it looks different than what I thought? What if he goes a different way with it? Like, how am I going to treat that? Like that? So the reality is my stress is I'm trying to control the situation. My stress level is going through the roof. Why? Because I'm stressing about something that I cannot handle. I'm trying, but I can't. So my stress is going up. Right? But when I started talking to Jesus about it and knowing he's God Almighty, my stress goes down, my peace goes up. Because what you learn is peace is in the dependence on him, being in control, that, that runs your peace level up. Right? When situations start getting overwhelming, Right? I have to take heart, I have to believe that it's more joy and dependence on Him than controlling my own life. So it's easy to say it, but what if we live that out? What if Paul said, hey, you're talking to God through prayer and petition. Like, What if something stresses you out? What if we invited Jesus into it? Think about the stress in your life now. Have you asked Him to come in? Now, we'll talk at Him. We'll talk at Him about it. So we can be guilty of that, but hey, what if we let Him come into it? And we just observe and try to figure it. We just try to figure it out on our own. I'm not asking if you talk at him. I'm asking if you let him talk back and believe what he has to say. Ask Jesus in your life and ask him to do something about it. Not just talk at him and keep moving. Right? In everything by prayer and supplication. So we enter into worshipful conversation to a God Almighty and we tell him what we need. And then what does it say? I don't like this. It says, with thanksgiving. That was a monkey wrench. Right? I don't, that's not the order I try to do things stressfully, right? What usually happens, maybe it's just me, but usually, like, I, something happens, I panic, I stress out, I tell God, he bails me out. Then, then I'm thankful. Then I get to say thank you. But Paul... Paul didn't say it like that, right? He's stressed out. Like he says, hey, you stress out and you talk to God. And in the midst of that chaos, in the midst of that, that's when I need you to be thankful. That's what, that's what he says. But I'll tell you what, if you start doing that when your prayer and you're asking and your thankfulness all is at the same time, when all that falls in at the same time, you see God starts to sustain. He brings peace in your life. See, Paul didn't screw up. Paul's trying to teach us something we don't do. That thanksgiving is not like after the calm, after the storm. The thanksgiving to, to God, that's in the middle of it. 
Right? Even when he asked me to do this, like my stress level starts going up. I'm not comfortable up here. The only way I can get through that is talk to God about it. Because he's bigger than I am. He can work through anybody. Right? He works through Greg. Amen. So anyway. Right? So I just begin thank just Just thank him and he'll get you through it. With thanksgiving. And what does that look like? I talked to the youth about this last this Wednesday. Like we talked about the Lord's Prayer. We got all the way through four words. But if you look in your Bible at Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, we won't get any even four words in, just four words. It says, Our Father. Like, how do I thank him? I just know if I know he's my father, thank him for who he is. He's a great father. And I'll tell you this, he's a lot better in control than you. He's a great leader. Right? He can move mountains. He can make mountains by his words. Surely he can handle my problem. Surely to goodness. I'm thankful for who he is. I'm thankful first. And then if I go four words deep into the Lord's Prayer, it says, Our Father in heaven. He ain't my buddy. He ain't my, he, he ain't my workmate. He's not my classmate. He's God Almighty that sent his son to die for me. I'm pretty sure he's capable of handling my current situation. So I can thank him for who he is and then I can look back and see, man, he's been faithful this whole time. And even if your past is full of brokenness and heartache, that's okay. His is too. He sent a son to die for a bunch of people that were spitting on him. Like he's had a rough past too. So we can still thank him for who he is and what he's done. And then we can thank him for what he will do. Here's the tough part. Have you ever even done that? Thank him for what he will do. God, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I just thank you that you're, that you're good and you're pleasing and you're perfect. And you're going to provide for me. And you're going to bring some resolution and answer to what I'm going through. And I don't know what it's going to look like, but at least I know you're good. And I can be obedient through that. Prayer, worshipful conversation about things that I need. And so if we honestly and sincerely enter into that, verse 7 is the answer for what happens. Verse 7 says this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart, will guard your, will guard your heart, will guard your heart. And your mind in Christ Jesus. It will. It will. Right? The peace of God. Like that inner quiet that we're all looking for. Right? That in the midst of chaos, this is the example I come up with. And I got judged in the first service and that's fine. When I need to study, like there's things going on. Monica don't just shut it down because I got to study, right? She's got things going. That's fair. And then I've got an office at home. And by office, I mean a junk room that's so junky I can't go in it. So now I've been narrowed to there's a, there's a kitchen in our house and we've got a table there. So that's where I'm at. So, but Monica's still doing stuff. Like I sat down the other night to study. She's running the dishwasher. Uh, she's washing clothes, got putting clothes up. And so when I sit down to study, I just take these earbuds wah, and I shove them in my ears. And the things that I need to do, the things she's doing distractingly around me, and the things I need to be doing around the house, outside my chores, they go away. 
right, I just have some peace. Because I turn worship music up as loud as it'll go. I'm going to be deaf at 40. But I just fade into it and study and read. Because I'm at peace. I don't care about what's going on around me because I know God's got all that. Yes, you could argue I'm a bad husband. Like you shouldn't put earplugs in while your wife's working her tail off. I got that. But that's another lesson. We'll let Heath preach that. I'll listen to that one. But the point is, like I'm trying to study and to get to a place where I need to study, I need some peace, earplugs. Right? That's that inner peace I think Paul is talking about. He's not going to give you a pair of earbuds, but you get what I'm saying. The God of the universe says, let me flip that switch for you. Let me bring an inner quiet. It doesn't say he might. It says he will guard my heart and my mind. We need that. We need that. Because we all play on the what ifs all the time. I'm the worst. You, you get me in a group with a situation. You start talking about it and asking questions. I'm going to question the worst of everything. Right, and, and so I, I fill it with hypotheticals, worst case scenarios, right? But Jesus can flip that switch and he can take my big what ifs to what now. It's like, what can I do in the midst of the storm instead of waiting until it's over and thinking, and then let's thank him now and let's work through it now. In the midst of chaos, he can still use you. He can still give us peace, right? That's the promise from the God of the universe. It doesn't say he might, it doesn't say He's thinking about it. It says he will. It's a, it's a promise from God that he deeply cares about what? My peace. And if you don't think that, I would say look at the cross. Because the reason the cross is there is Jesus cared so much about our peace. He like come on a rescue mission to make sure we had a way. Right? He come to absorb the wrath of God for our sins that we do, not him. To make what? To make peace between us and God. That's what he came for. He came for our peace. And all we have to do is put our faith in him and trust him. And then once we do that, we got to believe what his word says. And do that. He gives us a book. Right? And we do that. Right? The heaven part kicks in. He's taken us to a place. No more tears, no more suffering, no more death, no more heartache, no more stress. He don't just leave us down here till that comes, though. He don't just say, hey, you can go ahead and panic now. It's ugly down there. But one day, one day, he didn't do that. He says, yeah, I'm taking you there forever, but for now, y'all have all heard the saying like eternal life starts when you're saved, not when you die. What does that even mean? Why would you say that? Because you can have peace today. You don't have to wait on heaven. You can have peace today. It can be a reality today. No matter what storm that you're going through in your life. Like that's the challenge. You can have peace today. Patrick and his team are coming. I'm done. And the question is like, will you believe that? Will you talk to him about it? To him, not at him. About it. And would you honestly come in in worshipful conversation about the things you need? And I'm going to be thankful uh, no matter what the outcome. Because I know he is good. He is good. Right? I know looking like I went to New York once. 
and driving the city looks like mad chaos. What in the world and why are these people nuts? Go to the top of a building, a hundred story building and look down. It's as peaceful and as, as calm as you'll ever see. Right? Your perspective matters. God's perspective matters. Right? So you can have peace today. And if you can't call him Father, that's the first two words in the Lord's Prayer. Like, like all you have to do is ask. Like he'll, he'll, he'll save you. He'll make you a part of that family, his family. Like I've heard it before. What does that look like? How do you do that? If you were drowned and you would know how to ask for help, it's the same thing. If you're lost and you don't know God, our sins will drown us. Just ask him to save you from that. He will. I'll be down here if you don't want to talk to me. We've got counselors in the back. If you're like, none of that is really where I'm at, you can just text East Connect. Leave a space in there, East Space Connect, to 31996. Heath and Greg will get that shortly after the service, and you'll be contacted. We would love to talk about it. But I would ask you before you leave here, the main thing today is deal with God now. You don't have to come up here. You don't have to talk to them if you don't want to. But, like, God's ready to talk now. Like, you come all the way here today. Just for the next few minutes, let him talk to you, right? I'm going to pray. You do what God's leading you to do. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. And what we can learn from it. So be with us now as we worship and praise. God, be with everybody in the room today. We're all dealing with stress. Let us handle it the way you told us to handle it. Let's talk to you about it. So God, I pray if anybody needs to make a decision, they do that. Nobody leaves the same today. We love you in your name.